Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, welcome back to a instant reaction podcast. We are a little bit after the Texas Tech Lamar game, where Texas Tech blasted the Cardinals seventy-seven to zero. I'm your host, Spencer, joined in the truck by Michael. Hello, everybody. We our our, our recording uh, setup changes basically every week, and this week we are. In the truck, outside of Michael's house. It was just the quietest option. Probably. Got a little toddler in there. Her grandma's still here. My wife's in there. It's just just a better option to be out here in the nice, cool Lubbock evening with the sun setting, smelling this wonderful black ice uh, air freshener that Spencer has hanging on his <laughs> That thing is like six months mirror. old. He's probably not smelling at all. <laughs> oh, it's, it's delightful. So, as I mentioned, Texas Tech... Um, Gets gets back on the on the winning side of the of the record, moves to one and one on the season. Not that you can take too much from a, a game against an FCS team, but there are two numbers I would like to point your attention to. I'm ready. Like seventy-seven. Yeah. Zero. That's pretty large. That's pretty large margin. That's a that's a more than adequate victory. Let, let's let, let's talk about that margin for a second. Um, I actually was having this conversation with my brother-in-law at the game. Um, he's like, when was the last time we scored more than 70 points? So I looked that up. Uh, I don't know when the last, like it was probably 2007 when you played Northeastern Louisiana, or sorry, Northwestern State, which is in Louisiana, and you beat them 75-7. to um, Most points in a game uh, would be 120, but that would be against Wayland Baptist in 1925. Sorry, you're probably going to be hearing cars drive by because we got the windows down. Yeah, because it's just two, such a nice evening. Yeah, we had two neighbors just drive by like, yeah. and give us the side eye. <laughs> we look like we're on surveillance. Speaking of surveillance, that is the second car that's pulled up to your, your neighbor's house and left after pocketing some some substance. Yeah, yeah, we think there's some deals going on at a house close to close to mine. So... Uh, because a, a car will pull we'll, up. We'll be keeping an eye on that as we record. Yeah, a car will pull up, pull out a phone. Some dude from the house will walk out with his hands in his pocket. There will be some exchange of the car, and then immediately they'll they'll depart. Let's right. Go different ways. Yep. All right, anyways. Most points in the game would be 120 against Wayland Baptist. Uh, most points since 1950 was 80, Sam Houston State. You were so close. You hit 77. Right. But, well, and, and then I, I saw that the... The other good part of that, which I think I'm going to beat you to it, is the largest margin of victory. Do you want to get to that? Because we, we did break that record. Sorry, I, I'm going to I'm gonna roll the window up just a little bit. You may hear some truck noises. <laughs> Deal with it. Yep, there it is. Let's make sure the 
battery still battery still functional. This is good. 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 This is great podcasting, everybody. Sorry. So his neighbor walked out of his car, went to his mailbox, and was like looking at us the whole time. I was like, just don't say hi. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Largest margin of victory. Here's here's what I want to get to. Seventy-one points versus New Mexico A and M in nineteen fifty-three. Guess what? That's going to be changed. Yeah, that's we broke be a record today. Seventy-seven points. Largest margin of victory. Who cares? It was FCS. It's a record that'll go down in the books for Kingsbury in this offense. Um, I mean, who knows when that that margin of victory record will be reset? But seventy-seven is nothing to sneeze at. Again, when I was talking to my brother-in-law at the game. And we hit 70 points. It's like, this is great. I'm I'm okay if we don't score another point in the game. And I think when you hit the 10th touchdown, it was like 10 minutes to go in the fourth. <coughs> Sorry, it was some candied pecans that Michael treated me to. It was a little dry. A little don't, don't blame me. Don't blame the don't blame the pecan. <coughs> that's that's our that's our state tree. State tree would never steer you wrong. <laughs> I'm not a big pecan fan. Um, okay, sorry. He said. He said he was bringing up. The, he was asking me when the last time Tech scored seventy points and blah blah blah. I said I don't really care if we scored score another point. It's that zero on the scoreboard that I want to maintain. That was huge. I I thought someone on uh, when we did our pickums this week, which of course Spencer and I were the only ones who didn't go with the official stake in the plane spread of thirty five points. Uh, we we took. We took Lamar with the points. We didn't think Tech would cover, so we're the only ones that were, Which I think was, were we, wrong. I think we said it at, what, 35? Yeah, it was at 35. We and were more than twice wrong. Yeah, we were very, very wrong. We were wrong before the first half was over. So the the other thing I wanted to point out was within those comments, someone uh, echoed the score that Lamar put up on Kansas or Kansas uh, Kentucky Christian the week before of 70-7, to 7, and that's what they predicted Texas Tech to do to Lamar was win seventy to seven, and I thought that was the most ridiculous thing. But they I were probably they were the closest. They were probably the closest. <laughs> they were very very close to they, what the score was. They had the over under right on. Oh yeah, they they nailed it. They yeah, nailed the seventy seven points. Yep. Um, so let's talk about your your shutout. The last time you shut out a team was two thousand six versus Southeastern Louisiana. You beat them sixty two to zero. Last time you shut out a Power Five team, which Lamar wasn't or isn't. It was Baylor in 2005. You beat them 28 to zero. Yeah, and that was pre, pre Art Briles, um, Baylor. So that doesn't, that's not as impressive, to for those of you who haven't been following Texas Tech vet very long. So uh, to get a shutout, no matter what, as you can see, is few and far between. I mean, we've this is our the third one we've had in 13 years. So that's that's kind of. It's nice to get one on this on the shelf. Absolutely. So let, let's talk about um, how you got there defensively. You gave up 182 total yards today. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I I don't think you let Lamar into the red zone once. They may have crossed midfield once. 182 I, yards. I don't know how many drives they had. Um, they did have 10 punts. They had more yards punting than they did on offense. They had yeah ten punts for three hundred and sixty three yards. Yeah, they had more than twice the punting yards than they did for total offense. Um, so they had one hundred and two passing yards. Sorry, one hundred and two rushing yards, which in and of itself is pretty good. Nobody had more than twenty four yards. So those those hundred yards were spread out over five, six different rushers. They had two guys at twenty four, two guys at twenty, fourteen, and five, and then a minus five. So that that really chalks up to last week where we were 
dismayed seeing all the big plays that happened on defense. Uh, all of the, you know, the big, uh, I know that 65-yard run was just probably the, the biggest gut punch on defense anyway. And a lot of wide-open receivers making big plays for big gains. So it was nice to see him really shore that up this week, albeit against an FCS opponent. But Well, here's the thing. I think everybody was talking about this week that you weren't going to be able to learn much from your team uh, if you if you beat Lamar. Um, I think you can take a little bit from this victory in that you did what you were supposed to do and you did it very well. Yes. Um, there there wasn't a question in any phase of the game. There, you know, I would say I would go back to the first quarter. The Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Those first two offensive drives were some hiccups. You know, yeah, so th- you, there, I would I wouldn't say that a win loss was in question then, but just how efficient and how productive the offense can be was definitely in question for me, uh, probably through about the first half of the first quarter. Of course, that's not a very long time in the scheme of a football game, but uh, seeing those punts come out so fast and uh, going three and out on our first drive, um, I believe we went three and out on the second one, but we might have had one first down. I can't remember for sure. There were so many drives. Um, so to see that, it was a little bit uh, jarring and wasn't super hopeful. But I think the uh, the Vasher effect kicked in in it the did. second quarter. His first, like, he came in immediately first play of the second quarter, which was a fourth down conversion. Yep. Uh, it was like fourth and one. But then, like, he, I think Bowman hit him for a long pass in that drive down that right side. And for those of y'all didn't know, it was tw- tweeted out before the game that Vasher sat, he was going to sit the first quarter because of disciplinary reasons. Now we don't know what the reasons were, but that's why he wasn't in the first quarter. And then it seems like the offense immediately picked up in the second quarter. Bowman, I think the second drive in the second quarter was just phenomenal. He had a really great drive there. Uh, he had a lot of good throws. He had a lot of good drives. Let's just put that up. Yeah, he, he was very effective. Uh, the running game was effective. Um, Henry was all over the place, which was great to see for a true freshman. And uh, Sir Roderick Thompson. I'm, I know I'm using his first name just because I really like it. Well, Sir the, Roderick really played well. Then, then you should use uh, Henry's first name. It's raining. It's starting to rain on us. Oh well, you know. Anyway, all right. So, do, do you want do you want to talk about the the, the Texas Tech offense, or do you want to wrap up w- w- the defensive performance? Uh, I mean, there's not much else besides you gave up 80 yards 
through the air. Well, at, the defense at two point five yards per attempt. You're right, and I I would like to point out the you know the the commenters on the TV broadcast were talking about well, looks like Tech's going to end up even on the turnover battle today after Duffy threw the interception and then then and then they blew up they yeah three interceptions right and I. And, and a pick six. And a pick hashtag, six. Yeah. Hashtag pick six. And a pick six as well. I, I I just thought we should point that out too before we wrap it up because they they really tightened the grip on Lamar towards the end. I, I kind of it kind of looked like our offense was I wouldn't say slowing down, but they were definitely being more methodical with handing the ball off behind or you know that's where you hand the ball off, but just <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but not not passing as much and and. Uh, just kind of some straightforward runs, and then uh, the defense would just gut punch them and, you know, get us in the red zone with the turnover or take it all the way back. So I, I wanted to point that out, too. They they really – of course, they played well all game, but even, I'm sure we were getting some third stringers, maybe even some fourth stringers there towards the end and really trying stringers. to make some impacts. <laughs> yeah, so they were they were ready to go, and, and they were they were wanting to get the ball. So before we talk about your your overall offensive performance, let's talk about the penalty issue that kind of cropped up there towards the end. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of write that off because I think the without doing a whole ton of research, and I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time doing this because we're done with Lamar. Let's move on. Um, I think you had 14 total penalties for the game. Vast majority of that came with third string or lower offense. Yes. So I, I'm I'm like I said I'm almost okay just writing it off. Uh, you, you you had a drive uh, there in the third quarter where Duffy was in. You had to score three touchdowns. You had two touchdowns taken off the board on the same drive because of penalties, and you still ended up scoring a touchdown. Now, yes, it was against Lamar, but you were you were, you show that you were able to come back from some adversity. It's like one of the plays, it took off a touchdown, obviously, but then it moved you way back too. Right. I, mean, I, I think the early penalties were the most worrisome ones. I know the steal had a couple of them. Uh, he had like a really weird false start. Yeah, he did, and just kind of out of nowhere. And and then I, I think we had some um, blocking penalties on wide receivers, and those are always kind of worrisome because those can take away huge plays. And we've seen that before. Uh, we've seen that happen to us before. But I'm with you. Uh, I mean, these guys were probably guys that don't get to play much. They were just playing really hard, and it was towards the end of a – <laughs> it may have been seventy to zero at the point, or <laughs> at that time, or sixty-three to zero, or whatever. So I, I'm okay with it. I, yeah. I, I can live with it. So let's talk about your offensive performance. Last week, uh, Alan Bowman takes over second quarter, first quarter against Ole Miss. Um, he struggles. You did see that most of his offensive performance were pretty. They were easy throws. They were timing throws. There wasn't a lot of reading for him to do, which you can get away with against Lamar. Um, but the timing of playing Lamar couldn't have been better with trying to break in a new quarterback. Um, Bowman himself, in terms of passing, was 22 of 25. Yeah, extremely accurate today. Uh, For 280 80 yards, so that's yeah. greater than 10 yards per completion. He was uh, 11.3 yards per attempt. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. So, again, clean sheet there in terms of turnovers. Um, he was efficient. Like I said, that was short. Uh, timing throws, except for when he's like, you know what, I'll go ahead and kind of chuck it up to, to Vasher, which obviously worked. If which only worked out a couple of times that I remember. Three incompletions for the half. He, I think he only played the first half. Well, Vasher only caught three, but 
I remember two of them were just kind of desperation. I'm going to fire it over to to the tall guy on the right. And, and it worked. And they worked out. So maybe he'll keep building some confidence there. Right. Uh, we saw Jet Duffy. Probably saw why he's not uh, second string because he threw a pretty dumb interception. The cor- corner was like already in front of the receiver and he still threw the ball. However, Duffy was 7 of 9 passing for 93 yards. Still greater than 10 yards per attempt. Yep. No touchdowns, one interception. Duffy was, in fact, your leading rusher. Which is nuts to me. I didn't realize that. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess it's because we had, you know, Thompson, Felton, and Henry, they traded off carries so much this whole game. Uh, I mean, I know that Duffy, the second he first snap he took, he went 25 yards down the field. But even so, just by yards, I didn't expect to see him to be our leading rusher with six rushes for 81 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So he did score once, did turn the ball over once, had a total of 184 yards, or 174 yards. Um, Not too bad because Bowman had a a combined uh, 284. He played a half. Duffy played probably a little bit more than a quarter. So in terms of, like, offensive production for time played, he he outpaced Bowman. Yeah, Um, I would say so too. And then you got to see Colton Garrett, quarterback number four on the depth chart. Trot out there through one pass, perfect completion rate, one for one, 44 yards and a touchdown. It was beautiful. His QBR is probably perfect, or as, as perfect as you can probably get without throwing like a 99 yard touchdown on one attempt. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> it it was, and it was to uh, it was to Eric Ezukanma. Yes, I'm pretty sure I got that name right. I think you did too. Who got a a stupid and a stupid not necessarily on him. He got a stupid penalty. For he he didn't spike the ball, but he like threw it down to get it to spin on on its, on its tip, to, so it spun upright. I didn't even see what it was. I just it remember was, the penalty afterwards being enforced on the kickoff, but I didn't know what it, what he'd actually done. I was too busy tweeting about that throw. So at, at that point in the game, Texas Tech was up sixty nine to zero, and the officials were like, you know what, we're gonna go ahead and flag that. And it's like, okay, one he didn't spike the ball. He did he did celebrate with it. He didn't throw it. In a way, anyway, it was just dumb, especially at that point in the game. Yeah, I mean, not not dumb on the receivers' part, just kind of dumb to call that type of thing. Yep. So you had 419 total passing yards for 12 yards per attempt, which is pretty good. Three touchdowns, one interception. Rushing yards, you put up 264 rushing yards on 51 attempts. So get this: you ran the ball 51 times, you threw it 35. Oh, that's a nice stat. That's like a. That's pretty close to 65-35. Oh, that's a really nice stat. I would love to have that kind of ratio on a regular basis. Well, and like we mentioned last week, at halftime of the Ole Miss game, when things were not out of hand, um, and I think I believe it was 10-point game, we I think we were dead even, or right around halftime. I, I forgot when it was that you noticed that, but I think it was at least the second quarter. It was dead even, exact same amount of run plays as pass plays, and of course, part of this game, part of the reason they did that here, I'm sure, was just because of the opponent a little bit. Sure. But it also helps get your running backs some reps, especially when you've got Ward and King yeah, who so, are playing. So you ran the ball. And then 50- Felton went out for a little while with a possible concussion issue. I mean, you're you're bleeding running backs right now. You you ended up you had um you had six running backs carry the ball. Um Sorry, no, sorry. You had four running backs carry the ball. You've got six rushers, seven rushers, because Colt Garrett ran the ball twice. So your three quarterbacks ran the ball, and you had four running backs. Um, Including Reed, who's usually more of a fullback. 
Yeah, so he's the one that that, that finished the game at running back. Um, so you ran the ball 60% of, your, of the time, so more of 60-40 than 65-35. was close on my math. Man, that is pretty good. Um, leading rusher was 81 yards with Jet Duffy, so he didn't have anybody to break 100. But you ran, like I said, 51 times for 264 yards without your two best running backs. You ran for 264 yards, 5.2 yards a carry, and this is including sacks and quarterback runs, seven touchdowns. Not a bad outing. You belaged him. I'm, I'm you, gonna, sorry, I, was, I stole that from you. Straight yeah. from Michael. Sorry. I use that in the I use that in the uh, Slack chat. We are a rushing team. You belaged them with seven rushing touchdowns. You certainly did, and it was glorious. They were great. Yeah, I um, man, I don't have much to add. I, it it's like we were we were talking about. We felt like uh, you know a 54 to 14 type win would kind of. I wouldn't say silenced the critics or anything by you know and everybody can be critical or whatever you can do what you want but it was we weren't expecting this and yeah uh, you, it, but it wasn't it was definitely something that kind of made you feel a little better you know you don't want to overreact too much or underreact or anything you want to try to take it as best you can with a grain of salt but it was it was impressive to put 77 up and also to shut out somebody for the first time and 13 years or 12 years 12 years yeah so So, i'm I'm sorry go ahead he's pulling up he's pulling up something really interesting here i'm I'm sure he's got two phones he's got two phones over there i don't know what he's doing i've got two phones going um i was just going to touch on the on the receiving portion you had two four six eight ten fourteen receivers catch a ball wow did it, did Martin ever catch one? Just kidding. Twelve. You had twelve receivers catch a ball. No, but he did. But play he was there out the there though. You, you noticed that. There at the end. You had fourteen receivers catch a ball. Nobody caught more than six, which was uh, Keyshawn Carter. Dude, he's gonna be something else once he like. He is. And Wesley played really well today too. Wesley had that great snag that really should have been an interception. It should have been. And then the breakaway, and uh, he was your leading receiver today with uh, four catches for eighty-seven yards, and that was the touchdown he caught. He's got great hands. It just seems like if you get in in his area, he's gonna he's gonna catch it. Yep. Uh, he and Vasher seem very similar to me. I think Vasher might be slightly more athletic, and uh, you know possibly a little a little beefier, maybe a little bit more weight on his bones. <laughs> Both of those guys are. I don't know if you w- can call Vasher beefier I know. than anybody. <laughs> well, compared to Wesley, possibly, and I don't. That's not a knock on the kid by any means, because uh, I am beefy, but not in the right way. So, <laughs> I, I, well, if you're beefy, what am I? <laughs> I? I don't know. No comment. No, there was. Uh, th- it, it was nice to see Wesley do well, and he did well last week too. He was one of the bright sides of of the Ole Miss game. I don't think he had very many catches, but. He catches most things thrown his direction. Yeah, so I was, I was going to run down some of the receivers. You mentioned Wesley as your leading receiver. He caught four passes for 87 yards. Again, nobody went over 100 yards, so it was really well distributed. Uh, Keyshawn Carter, six catches for 76 yards. TJ Vasher, three for 51. Seth Collins finally got into the game and made a positive impact. Like, yeah. He did have another. He had a, he had a negative setback as well. But, penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Three catches for 47. Eric Ezukanma, one catch for 44. Jadion High, three for 40. Daquan Bowman, two for 22. Tejon Henry, so it's a running back, three for 20. Zach Austin, two for 13. Dante Thompson, one for 11. Dalton Rigdon, one for 10. Sir Roderick Thompson, dude, one for minus two. Oh. His one catch was for negative yards. Well, he made up for it for all those rushing yards and touchdowns. Plural, he had two. 
I think. <laughs> yes. Sorry. So Jet Duffy had one. Demarcus Felton, Felton had two. Um, Tejon Henry had two. Sir Roger Thompson had two. So there's your seven. I, I wanted to point out that um, I like seeing Dante Thompson get in there. I, I love having a big tight end available. I wish they'd use him a little bit more. Uh, I, I wish they'd have... used Connor Killian more, the fullback. Oh, well, yeah, no one would no one be able to bring Number 40. Yeah. <laughs> Number 40 is an eligible receiver. <laughs> okay, so... That's it. <laughs> so you made a point I wanted to touch on before we wrap up. Um no, this game doesn't answer any questions. It doesn't silence any uh, detractors or whatever you want to call them. It does kind of quiet everybody for a week. Because a little bit. It, wasn't it satisfies a, people. Yeah, it, it wasn't a close game. It wasn't even like you didn't – I mean, that zero is, is going to be the thing that people are going to hang on, hang on to the most. Yes, 77 is a big number. You haven't done that under Kingsbury. You haven't done that under Leach since 2005 even. Um, you you hit seventy five once, but that was again tw- like twelve years ago, or no, seventy five was in two thousand seven, so eleven years ago. Yeah. Um, you scored the m- most points you've scored in forever. It, it I mean, and since like fifty three, your first shutout in twelve years. It's a good combination <laughs> that you score the most points and give up none. Um, come away with four turnovers. Four turnovers. You were plus four, plus, plus three. Plus three. Yeah. Um, so you're plus four on the season. I think if you're yeah. that sounds right because I think the only turnover at Ole Miss one. was that fumble yeah. recovery. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make you feel any more comfortable about the season. It just doesn't add to the questions or the in your your insecurities. The thing that I think brings up more questions is not actually what you did today. It's what Houston did against Arizona. They beat them forty five to eighteen. Yeah. Um, now Arizona is not not a very good team. However, you get Houston next week. Um, you get Kendall Bryles. You get the experience of <laughs> facing him again on offense as as offensive coordinator. You get to go up against Ed Oliver again. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that on Tuesday. But, right, but that was an eye opening thing because I tried to watch uh, quite a bit of that game. I think it was thirty one to nothing at halftime, and then I quit watching it. Speaking of, we're going to have Brian on, on the podcast, on the he preview was there. podcast. He was there at the game for like half, and he's like, all right, I'm done with this. I'm going to go to a one-year-old's birthday party. No, 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 it wasn't that. It was <laughs> – that's very <laughs> – that's really funny. Sorry. I probably just misread it. No, it was uh, a brewery's one-year anniversary. Even better. Even very better. close. Almost. It was almost the same thing. He was there scouting Houston for us. He'll give us some inside scoop uh, when we talk about the Cougar – Cougar High game next week. One thing, one other thing I wanted to point out, as far as you know, kind of comparing apples to oranges. Um, I just wanted <laughs> to show Ole Miss in. Ole Miss was down to Southern Illinois, thirty-eight to thirty-five at halftime, but then came back, only allowed three points in the second half, and put uh, ended up putting seventy-six on the board. So they Good they grief. ended up winning seventy-six to forty-one. Uh, that may make you feel better. It may not. I don't know. But I just thought I'd add that into the conversation. Yeah, I mean, you scored more points than, than they did. Right. Obviously, you give up fewer points because you give up zero, they give up 41. That's right. We're better. So We're better on paper so, this week. Um, I, I did put out a call for um, questions and comments. We got two. Let's get to those really quickly. Oh, I don't know up. the second one. Okay. One is from our friend, our, our Fran, our friend, fan. He's probably more of a friend than a fan. <laughs> I almost spit out my water. Still skipping. 
backup quarterback controversy, dot, 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 controversier? Ooh. I don't know, because Bowman did such a good job. He was he was efficient and effective. He didn't. He had a couple big plays where, I mean, so there was one, the, the throw to Wesley where he broke that and scored probably should have been picked off. Um, it just wasn't as ugly as the interception that Duffy threw that, like, the cornerback was legit standing in front of the receiver and he threw it. Yeah, I my one and my one, my one counter to that is that Bowman took a while to get going. Duffy came in instantly and started moving the ball and I think they scored on his opening drive. I think he scored on all of their drives. Well, the interception of course. But oh, well. but um I think there was a punt while Duffy was out there and I think it was because of some penalties. I think it was third and twenty three or something crazy and Speaking they ended up having of punt, to punt. Let's let's just really oh credit where credits due. We we've got to get some some hashtag good. shotgun hashtag shanks hashtag fire shire <laughs> definitely put to rest. Seth made you, you and Seth made the point on Slack today. If you let a little bit of pressure get to Dominic Panazzolo, just blasts the ever living crap out of the football. He was booting it, man, like sixty yards, like very nearly blocked. Yeah, where last year I think you did last week you did a much better job protecting him. Right, this week you get a couple of free rushers at him. Nearly could have been blocked, and he boots it like sixty plus yards. Yeah, he was twice at he, least. He really did well. Well, I think he only punted three or four times. And you know what? Bowman punted. actually punted once, but I'm not sure how this stat works because the stat I have for uh, Bowman's punt is negative thirty something yards. I don't know how you get negative yardage on a punt because it didn't go backwards. It was it a penalty? I, I'm not sure what it was, but it sure shows that Reed Bowman had one punt for negative thirty eight yards. <laughs> <laughs> so Panazello punted four times, average of forty six point five yards. That's that's solid. That was that's what you higher than the number punt. one average for the punter in the country last year, which we talked about last, which week. we talked about last week. So maybe he's maybe he's a listener. Maybe maybe we gave him some tackling fuel, as old Bobby Boucher would say. And, and I I don't feel like I have to I have to mention him on Twitter again. Yeah yeah, we can we can calm that down for a little bit. Um, let's talk about. Your your other kicker, Clayton Hatfield, 11 for 11 on extra points. No field goals attempted today. Lots of kickoffs today, too. Lots of kick. That's probably my, my number one complaint about this game. I think he had two touchbacks. Yeah, I, like at, he, at the he most. Had, he had some fair fair catches, but they were, like, at the 10. Like, you can't yeah, they return were, those. They were just barely within the fair catch range. Like, you do that against anybody else in your schedule, they're going to be returning those. Yeah. Um, so you need to work on, on kicking into the end zone for, for touchbacks. Otherwise, no complaints for special teams. Um, okay, other question, comment. Actually, we got another one since we started talking about questions and comments. From Counterproductive, at Paxton CD. Can everyone quit crying about Duffy being the guy or KK not liking him? Bowman clearly has more poise and definitely can look right. <laughs> so it's back to us. Yes, he did throw to his right this week a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take credit for that power of the 23 Personal Podcast. Kingsbury and Kevin Johns were definitely listening mm. Definitely said, you know what? Let's throw to your right this week. Right. Let's let's focus. Let's focus on that. Uh, get get your head on the swivel there. I I don't think. And kind of going back to uh, Still Skipping's question, the the quarterback controversier controversy. I wouldn't say it's controversier, but uh, Duffy, aside from the interception, I thought really played well. Had some really good throws. Uh, and he ran hit the some ball guys really well. moving. He ran well. I, I mean. I don't want to say at this point he should be starting or not over Bowman, but because uh, Bowman did have a great outing today. Uh, but and and I'm going to go ahead and say Duffy played 
different defense than, than True. Bowman guys. Well, and Duffy got out there uh, on fresh legs against guys that have been sure. either if they had been out there the rest of the game, they're they're gassed, and if they're if not, they're second string guys uh, playing against uh, you know what was he a three four star recruit. So I think he was three, a high three. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm okay rolling with Bowman going forward. At least I, in I time am too. Until something tells me otherwise, I would not be upset if if Duffy trotted out there. I, I no, I would, me neither. I feel comfortable with him doing it. Yeah. I just um, think it's a different it's a different type of scenario. It's a different type of offense. My friend Adam had a great comparison. He's <laughs> he thought with Duffy, it's almost like a, a Simmons Mayfield Mahomes type uh, offense where it's kind of high risk, high reward, perhaps. Sure. And that can really pay off. You know, you, we've seen that pay off firsthand. So uh, I would not – it was it was nice to see him play. It was nice to see him do well. And I feel confident in whoever Kingsbury puts out there. Um, you know, I feel like they're on about the same level. They can just do different things. So the third comment that we got was very closely related to the second one from Jazz F at Triforce underscore shadow. I think we can put the – Quote, but what about Jet? Quote, talk to rest now. He's serviceable, sure, but I think it was clear why Bowman is the guy right now. That pick was so bad. So it yeah. was bad, especially, and I think I think it was still skipping or no, or maybe it was Kyle. I forget who it was, but someone pointed it out on Twitter when they showed his uh, his point of view when he threw that interception, and that did not help it, things it, at all. It was that replay was shown in the stadium too. It was oh like, no, which is what, which is what I saw. I was like, oh my gosh, dude! Like, yeah. what, what did you see? Like, what did you what? It what was through very, your head that made you think you can make that. It was throw? very reminiscent of several throws we saw at the scrimmage, or not. I wouldn't say several. It's not like he threw several interceptions, but he did throw a couple of pretty pretty rough ones. All right, so you. Very easily dispatch Lamar, 77-0. Can't take a whole bunch from it, except you don't have any questions. You're not calling for Kingsbury to be fired tonight. Um, Let's kick the can one more week, I guess. He might be be whispering in the quarterback's ears again. You know, he might be the whisperer. No, it it, it was good to see. I mean, um, again, like a a win versus FCS is a win. Uh, You're going to take it. You feel good that you were able to put up 77 points with your offense. You you did it very efficiently. Um, your defense, again, FCS, but you gave up 180 yards. Didn't allow them into the— <laughs> No scoring. Not even in field goal range. Yeah, you didn't let them into field goal range. Yeah, I I, I think they played very well. And they whatever Gibbs was telling them this week, he got the message across. It worked. So let's let's turn our attention to Houston next week. We will regroup for a preview podcast with Brian, who'll be joining us. Um, talk about what it's going to look like to face the Cougars at home, and I mean, hopefully you you move to two and one. I I'm, I'm I have some questions about that game more so than I did earlier because of what they did to Arizona today. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look at some of the advanced stats on Arizona and see just how bad they are. Well, and Arizona lost, what was it, 28-23 to BYU the week before. I mean, you can kind of go down a rabbit hole, have to see how, how good BYU is and just just try to look at some s- stuff a little see bit. See BYU's first opponent and right. see how good they were. Yeah, but it was definitely uh, it was eye-opening. Uh, Houston looked good. Their receivers looked tough. Their quarterback was making some great decisions out there. De'Eric King. De'Eric? De'Eric. Okay, I knew it was King, but I—, I I couldn't. I didn't know his first name. Okay, it's not Derek. It's Derek. I like that. Yeah, it's different. So for Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for listening to the instant reaction to the Lamar game. Seventy-seven to zero. Texas Tech wins.
Um, we will catch you again on Wednesday. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.